What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Thomas, founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Not all that glitters is gold. Half the story has never been told. Because righteousness governs the world. Come take a musical journey. From the suburbs of Long Island to the ghettos of Kingston. A heartbreaking overdose. A disturbing discovery. The last chance to redeem a stolen legacy. Broadcasting live and direct from the rolling red hills on the outskirts of Kingston, Jamaica. From a magical place at the intersection of words, sound, and power. The red light is on. Your dial is set. The frequency in tune to the Rootsland podcast. Stories that are music to your ears. In the reggae anthem Get Up Stand Up, the whalers sing, not all that glitters is gold. Half the story has never been told. My friend Brian always dreamed he could make the world a better place. Maybe by me telling his story, he still can. Consequence Podcast Network presents Rootsland Season 1 Reggae Junkie Joe Whole barrage of righteous people out there because sometimes the story is the best song. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.
Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making your way, checking out this series, checking out this episode. Hopefully you uh, dig what you hear enough to hit the subscribe button. I've got three new interviews every single week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So if you want to keep up with all of your favorite artists, if you want to discover some new ones, just know what's happening in the music world, hit that subscribe button. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, YouTube, anywhere you like to get your podcasts from. That's where you'll find us, Kyle Meredith with. And that's me, I'm Kyle Meredith. Today I'm going to be talking with Mr. Ben Howard. He's got a brand new record called Collections from the Whiteouts. Uh, and this is a record that finds him teaming up with Aaron Desner of The National, uh, co-writing and producing with him. And they get more experimental. They're doing some insanely cool things on this record that Ben and I are going to be talking about. He's also going to be telling us about the uh, the real-life characters that he writes uh, about in this record. Uh, Donald Crowhurst, uh, Richard Russell, uh, both who had very tragic deaths, died by suicide, one in a boat, one in an airplane, just kind of alone with uh, with lots of mental health problems. So I want to hear about why he's attracted to that kind of story, as well as weaving dark humor into his art. You get that in some of his videos, but he tells us that he has to make sure that uh, he balances that with some light that you'll also hear all throughout this record as well. Uh, he's a globetrotter. Ibiza, Paris, New York. There's some other towns, cities uh, across the, uh, the, uh, the entire globe that he wrote and recorded this record in. So I want to hear about how that influences the music as well. So let's do this, talking about the record Collections from the Whiteouts. It's Kyle Meredith with Ben Howard. Hi, thank you. Thank you for such a positive introduction. No problem, man. Well, you you definitely deserve it. Every release that you put out is something refreshing and interesting. This record, uh, it's like this is sounds that I don't think we actually expected from you this time around. And the way it's came out, I mean, it's so cool what you're doing. And and I know it's got a cool little backstory. So let's start back. I'm even going to cheat off the uh, the press release here because I think that ties back to a, an Aaron Desner track. Uh, called St. Agnes, right? Um, what was it about this song that spoke to you and how did it relate to the direction that you've gone in? Yeah, well, um, I don't know. Probably it's, it's about a 14-minute song. So um, it just it's, it spoke to me and it kept speaking to me. And uh, I think, yeah, I guess by the end of it, the story goes that, you know, by the end of it, I sort of decided I should text Aaron and see if he wanted to play some music. Um, but yeah, it was sort of a, a build-up of... Um, uh you know aaron popping up in a lot of places I, i've loved a lot of records he's made in the past but I, I wasn't really too busy at the time i was i was kicking my heels and um not really making the most of it and uh yeah decided to get in touch with aaron and see if he wanted to play some music and yeah luckily he said yes and we yeah we sort of started playing around with a lot of different noises i know his approach can be tricky for some artists. I mean, I, I, I talk about, you know, he works with the People Collective a lot. And and for those who don't know, it's sort of this thing where he'll, it's like crowdsourcing to a specific group of people, these sounds and everybody kind of adds their own things into it. I don't know if you worked exactly like that, but what was your process? Because, because even when it's not everybody involved, it's still something a little bit less hands-on for some artists than usual. I guess our our process was pretty pretty flexible, really. Um, I mean, a lot of the time it was me kind of um, trying to get wonky delayed guitar parts on a record 
finally or like more of them on a record and you know Aaron he's he's very versatile on a lot of different instruments so um uh playing a lot of keys and uh you know mess around with with drum beats and machines and um you know just having having fun and seeing what's stuck um I like a lot of you know Aaron has a great way of just pulling a, a cyclical riff out of somewhere and it it's quite I don't know there's a lot of melodic things that were sort of clicking in my brain at the time and it's it was pretty effortless really we just had a good time you know making noises and luckily John was there to sort of press record every now and then luckily he wasn't there some days as well and he didn't press record <laughs> <laughs> now you, you take a um a groove like sage that song sage that she was what's the whole title of it yeah sage, sage she was burning yeah, that's it, burning. You're taking a groove like that. Is it is it different to write over something like that than than more of a, I guess, traditional song? Yeah, I mean, the sevens makes it pretty pretty hard. I'm sort of a, a fairly conventional um, in in that respect. Uh, so yeah, tricky. I think probably that one out of all of them was difficult piecing piecing bits together you know when you're sort of working with strange time signatures you always uh unless you're a highly literate musician it's sort of a a bit of a guessing game for me probably why that hasn't got any guitar on it because um, <laughs> i've i don't think i've played a guitar part in seven eight ever and i can't even tell you that part uh, you know what's the time i just know it sounds different that's that's the important yeah, part of that well yeah. that's the that's the joy of these sort of you know little music elements they sort of there's I've always seen music as you know passing sentiments and whether it captures a, a little moment and um you know sometimes it just takes something a little bit wonky to kind of open up a um open up a little vision of uh you know if you feel something different and you don't know why so there's right. a trick with that one it's in a weird yeah. time signature. Well, there's a lot of those moments through there and, and then when you take the opposite side of this record when you get into what you're singing about the lyrics uh first off you know, there's a couple names that jump out. One of them in, in one of the first singles for the record with Crowhurst meme, um, I guess about Donald Crowhurst, another one about Richard Russell. Now, these are two names, the stories I think I was a little familiar with, the names less so, and it's been interesting to kind of dive into those. Was it specifically those people, those real life people that inspired those songs? Uh, yeah, I mean, loosely, very loosely. The Richard Russell one, yeah. It's it's you know for, so for people that don't know, could you give the uh, the quick backstory because one's basically a boat and one's basically a plane, but but it's it's not the happiest of stories, right? Yeah, I suppose they're both kind of fairly you know uh, tragic tragic characters, um, tra tragic events. It just um, you know a couple of little little stories that I found you know em emotive. I suppose um, felt like there was a, there was a song to them, perhaps. It's an interesting thing too. Both of them died by suicide in their respective vehicle, you know. Um, yeah, that's yeah, true. And both in isolation in, in those moments. It sounds like maybe that that was sort of coincidence by, by I guess, the tone of your voice right now. But, you know, I, I'm and, and if I'm drawing parallels that aren't there, you know, please stop me. But I guess, you know, in a time, and I know this was written pre-pandemic, but in a time, you know, that uh, that isolation has been there. I don't know, what's what's the relationship with the real world and what's happening with these these two fellas? Well, I suppose, um, yeah, there was definitely a point in the record where, you know, I think I'm always uh, um, 
attracted to those kind of the tragic tragic stories but not because of and I, well, I think there was definitely a moment in the record where there was starting to be a build-up of these um uh, these characters these ill-fetted characters and um I yeah there was certainly a moment where I thought we need to write some more positive songs but yeah I mean it's a I don't know. It's strange the crossover. It's like I, I don't think you ever you ever writing too far from from your time and your current position. I think I always put a lot of pressure on myself to sort of be a bit more relevant um, rather than sort of being um, being whatever sort of strange place I found myself in. But I've started to become comfortable with the fact you know you you are implicitly influenced by by your time and your place and the stories that come out there and you know we're all um we're all sort of fabrications really it's quite hard to keep yourself away from uh, the exterior world a lot not let it influence you entirely so perhaps that was kind of perhaps what I was going at you know there's there's a crossover between all of it perhaps it's a load of nonsense as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, however it works out, though, that's such an interesting writing trick. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat, a lot of ways to, you know, approach a song and, 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 and what you're writing about to take on something like this, to take on real life characters and sort of make it poetic. I mean, do you have, is there a hope of what you want to do with that story right there? Is it, is it like a continuation, you know, the, the fictionalized what if moments? I'm, I'm not really taking on characters and sort of, writing great sort of character assessments it's more just little passing passing feelings and I think you know that's that's what songs are you know just these little um little moments where they explain a kind of um whether it's in the music or whether it's in the words or whether it's the sort of the fusion of styles or the fusion of both those elements of like does it does it does it explain a, a little fleeting moment and a passing a passing thought and does it does it spell it out well enough? Does it does it allude to does it ask a question or does it allude to something that you couldn't put your finger on? So it's not like you know they're pretty simple lyrically. I mean they're vague if anything. You know they're not like um uh, I haven't written a sort of hour by hour analysis of anyone really. It's more just perhaps how those um whether the whether there was a sentiment in there that I thought was missed or or comes across. Well, it certainly ends up being, I guess, an unintentional history lesson, which is what I love. I mean, I, I like I like a song that I can dig deeper in. You, you presented one thing and I was able to get so much more out of it. Yeah. You know, yeah those are my, my favorite songs right there. You also, I think, indirectly did that with um, with the uh, was it the video to uh, to what a day because you, you mentioned that um, the two dead boys poem, which is something that I hadn't thought about since I was a child. You know, and, and yeah, I mean, we. I think you know, England is sort of littered with uh, littered with that sort of nonsense, rhyme and language and poetry, and uh, and I think England always has, you know, there's a lot of humour in a lot of a lot of writers, and as I've always read them, and always um, just thought perhaps I could try and weave it in there, um, just a little kind of nonsense story and a bit of humour, you know, like just to. Uh, just seemed like a fun idea for a video. Reading about, you know, piecing this record together over a year and a half or whatever it was and, and the many different places you were in. I mean, uh, I think, there were, you know, Ibiza's in there and Paris is in there and New York is in there and, and wherever else. Do you find that the influence of those places all make their way into the record? I mean, can you hear the sounds of those those cities? Maybe, yeah, maybe not the sounds of the sounds of the specific places, but the sort of 
they they had a they had an effect on on what came out for sure. I think that's I'm always trying to keep my ears and eyes sort of open and sensitive to places, and I think I move on purpose because of that. You know, change change location because that's the easiest thing to do to kind of be um, uh, you know to keep on your toes maybe. Um, but yeah, there's certainly when I listen to it, there's little aspects that I think that sounds at certain places, you know, Paris has got a stamp on it. I mean, it's referenced, um, uh, yeah, in Spain and, um, in England and New York, but I guess that, you know, we were recording them in all those places. So I kind of, I know which bit was which. Maybe not so obvious as we're hearing it ourselves. Uh, of all of those, I mean, there's a lot of romantic places that you've just named right there to me, you know, like, Ibiza might be one of because I have this image in my head. Like, what is it? What is it like there these days? Because again, you know, it's such a we have that that image of music and and the old '60s and '70s era in it. I mean, do you still find that romance in in that in that city? It's uh, yeah, it's got its it's got its thing to it. You know, it's a big um, it's a big melting pot. A lot of uh, you know, people from all over Europe. Um, I guess traditionally it's been a sort of uh, an island that's been invaded quite a lot of times. It's sort of an island of um, island of pirates. Um, but then you know there's a big big Latin American culture here as well. The sort of um, the uh, the Ibizenko Catalan culture as well. It's a real it's a real melting pot, and yes, yeah, just a uh, quite a fusion of um, of interesting people and ideas. You got yeah everything from builders to well uh, and everything else there's you know there's, it's just there's tons there's tons to go through here is that in a, did i read this right that's the place where you've built a studio i guess out of your grandfather's old jazz club no 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 studio and uh yeah my the jazz bar is long long since closed he's still around though yeah what but what a cool story i mean of all the things, the jazz bar, you know, in the '60s. That's yeah, they were big into jazz back then. It was, uh, it was sort of the thing, wasn't it? The beatniks and the jazz. I feel like you know the, yeah. I don't know whether the jazzers were the ones that sort of travelled more or something, but yeah, there was uh, plenty of plenty of good music back then. Well, uh, I'll close out by kind of bringing it back around to the album title. Uh, you know, collections from the Whiteout. Just kind of curious, like, what does the Whiteout represent here? It's just a good word, really. It's sort of, uh, it's good and it's, um, I mean, you can look out on your snowy window and, um, you know, that is traditionally a whiteout or a form of a whiteout, but, um, you know, it's pretty, I just liked it. It's a pretty word and um, it's hard to translate and it, you know, it just felt felt right for the time being, you know, it felt, you know, when we were putting it together, it's sort of, same with collections, really. Sort of gave me an excuse to put a load of songs together that um, I thought maybe didn't fit together, but yeah, it's just a word. No, uh, it's it's kind of the perfect sentiment for it. It really, I mean, by chance, from what mm. it sounds like, it's it's kind of the perfect sentiment for it. As an album, it's it's an album. I mean, you call it collections, but it flows so nicely. I love what you're doing here. I mean, uh, the, this this direction, everything, the way you've kind of pieced it all together, it's fantastic. And I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk about it today, too, Ben. Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, glad. Uh, yeah, glad you're enjoying it. Thanks. Uh, thanks a lot. All right, man. Well, take care out there. I hope we see you around when the uh, the touring resumes. And uh, and again, congratulations on this uh, new album. Yeah, nice one. Cheers. All right, take care. Bye. Thanks, mate.
My thanks to Ben Howard. Again, the brand new record is called Collections from the Whiteout. Thanks to you for checking out this episode, making your way over here. Please, please hit that subscribe button uh, before you get out of here. Again, you can find us at uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast. There's a video version at YouTube. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast from, just subscribe to Kyle Meredith With. Also, after, head over to WFPK.org. That's where you'll find me Monday through Friday, hanging out at 6 p.m. Eastern with an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. It's just a really fun hour of music at 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. I'm also on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith, over on TikTok at KyleMeredith81. Please like and follow along and say hi when you do. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.